So without any further ado, because there's plenty to get through with uh, this legend of Australian rules football and, in fact, horse racing now as well. And we welcome to the program two-time Premiership winning coach and one-time Victorian Derby winning trainer, Dennis Pagan. G'day, Dennis. Yeah, good, good afternoon, Jack. How are you going? We're great. How are you? Where, where do we find you today? Uh, I'm just coming home. Uh, just going to uh, have an early uh, tea and get to bed. I've got to get up early in the morning for these racehorses. And, uh, yeah, nothing exciting at the moment. I uh, just want to make sure we give ourselves every chance uh, uh, to go forward with the thoroughbreds. And it was here, uh, Dennis, big fan, obviously a big fan of North Melbourne, but we're on the racing now. Uh, have you got anything sort of lined up Melbourne Cup-wise? I know with the Derby, they, do they transition to the Cup? Have you got anything going? Oh, look, he, he, uh, Johnny Get Angry, the, the horse that won the Derby last year for me, uh, he's, he's having his first run on Saturday as part of his uh, uh, start to his spring campaign and whether he's good enough or whether he makes it to uh, first Tuesday in November. Um, we'll, we'll find out as we go along. Well, as simple as that. So, um, you've got to live the dream and that's what I'm doing. And uh, um, it's amazing. You, you try your hardest and you have a bit of luck along the way and things can work out for you. And that's probably was my next question. Are you enjoying the... Uh, the well, there's the dog in the background. Yeah, you enjoying the... Yeah, I, yeah, I enjoy the racing and it's uh, at my age... Um, um, there's two reasons why I'm not interested in or, or coaching football teams these days. Um, I don't want to do it. Nobody wants me. So <laughs> a lot less stress is there too, Dennis? <laughs> I've got to concentrate on racehorses. Yeah. Yeah. Now we can go. Oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to ask you, Dennis. I'm um, from Wagga myself, so I played a bit of footy with a couple of guys who might have coached. And um, I've read Wayne's book, and he talks about Glenn Page in the book, who um, and he's quite right. He's the best junior that I've played against running around Wagga. I just wonder what step he needed to do to become a, a great AFL player. Yeah, look, I never coached Glenn. No, I think I might have been uh, under-19 coach at that stage. What, uh, what, when did Glenn play? He played in the John Kennedy, I think. Um, oh, he uh, may have. He was at Sydney yeah. in the back pocket and he went to North and I'd say on the back of Carey's um, advice to the, to the people on the selection committee, but he just couldn't get himself out of the back pocket. Um, yeah, look, um, I had the same problem myself. But that's, that's, <laughs> the they, make, they make the best coaches, though. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, look, uh, you, you play league football and the break into it, uh, he's obviously better than... Uh, than most, but I'm not probably the most qualified person to talk on uh, Glenn Page. Yeah, I'm wondering why you didn't uh, find me down in Wagga, the Oracle. I mean, Wayne didn't get to where he was without me giving it to him lace out. Well, I'll tell you, give you a bit of advice. Uh, you remember Max Walker? You remember what his dad used to say to him? Nah. If you're any good son, you won't have to be telling people. They'll be telling people. <laughs> yeah, but this is what the Oracle does. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. But you're quite right, yeah. Dennis. You're quite right. Yeah. yeah. Now, Dennis, back to your uh, your coaching days. Uh, you had some great players that you coached, and obviously with the premierships in '96 and '99. Do you feel fulfilled by that uh, coaching era, or do you think there was a little bit more? Um, we're probably lucky to win in 99. We weren't the best side, but we won it. We were the best side in 98 by the length of the Flemington Strait. Um, but mucked that one up. Um, what did we kick? Uh, some, six goals, 15 to half time, I think, from memory. Yeah. Well, that was the one up. I went to. Uh, gee. Anyway, I still think about it now. You but do? You anyway, can't do much about yeah. it. Uh, 
just a long while ago, but it was just a. I think we played. We won eleven on the trot. Or most of those were night games. I think probably um, eleven night games coming into the grand final when we played grand final day. It was a hot, sultry day, thirty degrees. We didn't handle the heat too well and um, wasted opportunities in front of goal and. We were a spent force at half time, and uh, um, just to see McLeod and Jarman turn around after half time, um, you know, you, you, you look at Darren Jarman these days, and you think back to yeah, he uh, <laughs> absolutely drained us. He was yeah. a good, he was a good footballer to oh, watch though too. Cool. Yeah, yeah, he was just a class act. And yeah. McLeod running through the midfield. Yeah, you know, they were both outstanding that day. And Dennis, you had a style of coaching, obviously around sort of the great player that Wayne Carey was. Did you? I mean, did you have to motivate as such, or did you? Were you just really strict on your rules and, and players what they had to do, or did you have to motivate? We had a we had a basic structure in place, and everyone did it. And uh, you know, it wasn't a, so many people fall for the mistake of thinking it's a uh, coach on a football team's a popularity contest. About respect, and you know, there are times when people that uh, have to be coached to doing what's right, and it's a team uh, environment. And you know, at the time, I'm sure people thought I was too hard, but uh, at the end of the day, um, the results would matter. But everyone's got their own views and thoughts on how uh, coaching football teams uh, um, should evolve. And uh, I had my my thoughts and ideas, and luckily, it turned out well for me. Um, you know, uh, we had a terrific bunch of North players and, uh, you know, they were all totally committed to the cause and brought into what we're about and virtually had uh, a lot of success there in a lot of finals and seven uh, uh, consecutive, or might have even been eight consecutive uh, preliminary finals. Um, and, you know, some of them we probably shouldn't have got there, some of them we should have got to the, the grand final, maybe in 94. We, we probably, got, you know, uh, beaten by Geelong on the last kick. I think yeah. we would have probably beaten uh, West Coast where they got there. But if you only had whiskers, she'd be your uncle. So, <laughs> you know, now, <laughs> plenty of highs with the football. Uh, we talk about some of the harder times. Obviously, uh, a couple of inspirational blokes I know that you coached. Jason McCartney was one. And at the end of 2002 there, you, you'd obviously finished up with North. But to see him come back, that sort of inspirational story that he had. Did you know that he had that in him to sort of come back from that barley issue? And well, he's always had a special ability, uh, Jason, and he's unfortunate he got himself reported. He should have been a premiership yeah. player with the Kangaroos. Um, but to, be, to go what he to, to to go through what he did and come out the other end, just absolutely amazing. Mm. Uh, special individual, and I'm glad he's doing so well. Uh, um, in uh, recruiting and um, list management and that sort of stuff now, so um, he's really done well with him for himself. And another sort of surprise to me in one of the sort of great North Melbourne players, Wayne Schwash, and he's again inspirational. He's come out in the way he talks about his problems. Did, did you have any idea about those sort of issues with Wayne? Oh yeah, we did. We certainly did. Probably not to the extent. Um, and in those days, you probably didn't talk about it as much, or we didn't. Mm. But. Uh, um, um, handled the way perhaps we should. Um, it wasn't recognised, though, Dennis. Beg your pardon? It wasn't recognised, though, like it is no, now. No, I think I yeah. think we had a good medico in those days. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, has done well for himself and come out the other side as well. Yeah, that's great. I just, I just, you mentioned uh, Jason McCartney. I agree with you. What a fantastic story. And who's now up at the Giants there. But... Um, what are sides? What do you see sides like the Giants and the Suns and Fremantle? What do they need to do 
to get premiership success. What's stopping that? Well, with GWS, they've had that many talented players through the club and been close a couple of times and threatened that, you know, I think the window of opportunity is closed there. Mm. The Suns, uh, I think it's probably a, uh, um, a geographical uh, issue they've got there, very much a transient uh, population in the Gold Coast. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's the right environment um, for uh, an AFL team because, you know, what a pl- it's a holiday environment and you've got to get players to totally commit themselves and not known in the, in the area and sun's out and I'm sure people are sitting around cafes a lot. It's so easy uh, to get into a... Um, false uh, frame of mind. I think uh, uh, Freo Football City. I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll come and they'll be a good side. Um, you know they've they've already played in grand finals. I reckon they've got to get a side out of Tasmania. And if I was running it, um, I don't know whether it, uh, the Gold Coast, the amount of money the AFL's pumped into them, ever going to be successful. There've been so many different franchises try up there. Yeah, you know rugby league, um, basketball, uh, um, basketball, yeah. soccer. Uh, they've all tried, and it, uh, um, uh, it hasn't worked out. So uh, I can't see how AFL and most of the people who are interested are expat uh, Victorians living up there or holidaying up there. So yeah, it's going to be very tough, and I'll be amazed if that if that ever uh, is successful. I, I tend to agree with you with the Suns. The only thing I'd say to that is. Um, when I was a younger boy, I used to go out a fair bit and I'd often see a lot of your guys out and that was on the back of great morale and they were very close and they were close yeah, knit. Um, you know, so if you if you then t- put that across to the Suns who are doing the same, I just wonder why they just can't seem to gel. They just can't... You know, North were great at it. They all went out. Uh, days were different then, yes, but... If the Suns are doing the same thing, why aren't they gelling? What, what's the issue? Is well, I know the North Boys used to go out, but one of the, uh, the double-edged sword, the, the unity and camaraderie and uh, uh, makeshift they had doing that. But if it come Monday morning at 9 o'clock, no-one trained any harder than Wayne Carey of Glen Archer. Um, yeah. You know, Wayne, uh, his ability to, to do that is, is sort of the um, uh, uh, legend at North Melbourne. Um, I don't know whether they've got anybody lead, the same sort of leadership North Melbourne had um, up at the up at Gold Coast now. I don't know if you said to me who were their strong leaders. You yeah, know, who okay. were the people like right. uh, Kerry Archer and Stevens at the at the Suns? I couldn't name them, um, and perhaps I'm not looking closely enough. But um, they're really, uh, you know, really struggling every time I think they're going to go forward. They don't. Yeah, uh, it's pretty tough. For, for Stewie Jew coaching up there, and I'm, 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 you know, I'd hate to be in that situation because it's a, a tough franchise to get right. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Now, now back to your North coaching and your relationships with, say, like Wayne and Glenn. You've got strong relationships with them now still? I know Wayne uh, obviously speaks very highly of you. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't sort of, uh, um, uh, the hours later, I've been bed at uh, half past eight and I get up at four o'clock every morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, time, no time for a morning coffee down at uh, South Melbourne or anything like that. Oh, it's probably a bit, you're probably a bit smarter, I think, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> you get past those days. And we see Steve O's uh, got on the board now at North. What do you make yeah, of I that? Think it's a good thing. I popped in, he was down in Geelong. I popped in and had a cup of coffee last week and uh, he's going well and I'm really pleased about that. 
Very good. I want to touch on um, two games, um, Dennis, with you. Just just two out of the, you know, uh, two or uh, 300 you would have coached. But um, the 99 prelim, you, um, not the one that you, North Melbourne, played in, but the Essendon one. I do want to get a handle on the story that I've read. Was it true that... Um, that you um, were there at the ground watching the game and obviously concentrating on what Essendon were doing and then found out that Carlton had a one and was just completely shocked, walked back to your car, just high-fiving everyone on your way back to your car and then got in the car and... Re- <laughs> but, <laughs> but then realising that you actually haven't prepared for Carlton? Well, we sat down with Tony Elshillin. We'd written a lot of notes during the game and he was he was a really good uh, support for me and um, I think everyone would have thought Essendon was going to win Carlton got up and it, and it did sort of shock me into reality um, whoever said I was high five and um, people on the way back to the car is eating too many romance chocolates uh, I uh, got back to my car and I just sat down and just turned my focus towards Carlton and that's the way it was yeah. So, so you weren't. I mean, you, you didn't spend the whole game looking after, looking what Essendon were doing, and didn't disregard Carlton because they weren't meant no, to win. No, no, no. You, you look at the whole lot, and you look at the, the video footage. Look, I'll tell you one thing. I've, I learned the year before: the best side doesn't win on grand final day. Yep. The best side on the day wins, yep. and that's exactly what uh, what happened uh, with with Carlton and uh, Essendon. Um, Carlton weren't the side Essendon was. Essendon was that far and above the best side in '99. Um, and they didn't win it. Bloody Fraser you know, Brown. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, it's a, it was a good effort. Maybe Carlton played the grand final, uh, preliminary final day. And the, the other game I wanted to get touch base on was, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, it was the 20-year anniversary of the most amazing game of footy that's probably been played on the MCG, where your team, North Melbourne, led by 69 points and then getting run down uh, by the Bombers. Um I just wanted to get inside your head that day. I'm not too sure if you can remember it or not, but um, what was... I'll never forget it. Was it, just, was it just crazy? I mean, was there anything you could have done during the, the when they were, Essendon were coming back to stop them? It's a funny thing. Kerry never played. Uh, Nick Martin never played. Neither did Anthony Stevens or Eddie Egypt. Yeah. I think Sav Rocker and McKernan kicked a bag of goals between yep. what have been 10 or 12 goals. It was a, was a game of centre bounces. We were on top. Um, 12 goals or something to three to a quarter time I think or less from memory um, and uh, I can't remember who it was one of my assistants said to me going down um, gee the way we're going here we could kick 48 goals today um, <laughs> anyway um, wasn't the case and uh, 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 Essendon got on top um, I think Jason Johnson started winning the ball out of the centre got a lot of uh, clearances and both sides had their forwards deep, and I think Matthew Lloyd had a day out as well. Yep. Um, and, you know, they, they caught up and in the finish there. I think it was something like 25 um, 7 to 27 9 or something like that. Yeah, you know, probably the aggregate of goals scored on that day. I don't know if it's a record or not, but it must be pretty close to it. Oh, it's just an incredible afternoon of footy. And, like, I, so you, there was nothing you could have done in the coach's box to stop him, or you, did you try everything you possibly could, no doubt, on no, that day? We were always, we, was always, I always thought we were going to win, in retrospect. Yeah. When we got a lead, maybe I should have closed it down and pushed people back. But, but yeah. to, uh, and you're 70 to clear, you should, yeah. And change the whole, change the whole uh, 
um, theme of the, uh, the game. Um, I think we were still in front three-quarter time. Yep. Um, might have been 20 points in front and then got beaten by a couple of goals, you know, 17 points or something like that. But I always thought at that uh, everyone was bold and I think we went into the game with a, a real attacking frame of mind and just one of the things that the freak, it was a freakish thing and it's not likely to happen again for a long while and um, 20 years ago I haven't seen anything like it since. Yeah. Right, Dennis, one last from me here. You mentioned him just before, Mick Martin. Uh, I, had a, I had a good chat with him one night at, uh, at a club in Richmond there and he was happy to chat away. What, what are your thoughts on Mick? He's a great player. Very good player. Um, you know, very underrated. Had a great ability to push, you know, quality forwards. He played on the Dunsels, you know, the Lockets and these sorts of blokes who were absolute superstars. And one-on-one, he's a very good Mick. Um, not the most super skillful player, but he's going into... Uh, um, battle you'd want him next year and uh, he's got a super job for the Kangaroos and two-time best and fairest winner um, during a very uh, successful period uh, speaks volumes about his uh, character and his quality mm. Very good, and what did, just, just lastly what did you make of Hawthorne's situation and uh, getting rid of Clarko, did you have an opinion on that? Um, I had an opinion on a lot of things that I don't always speak it so I, just, <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't believe um, you know, Alice is probably the, um, the best coach in the modern era, right up at the best of all time. And they terminate him and bring a guy in who hasn't fired a shot. Now, Sam Mitchell might be the best coach um, ever, but he also might be uh, a blonk. So yeah. I just thought it was an amazing decision. And uh, um, I couldn't believe it after Alice's record, it could end the way it did. Uh, that's footy for you. Yeah, and, uh, cutthroat, um, isn't it? Yeah, there's only two sorts of coaches in the AFL. It's a liberal, uh, liberal government down there. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the two With sorts Jeffrey. of coaches are sacked and most heavy sacked, so yeah. that's, that's it. The coaching, um, just on the coaching game, Dennis, uh, back in your day, I'm sure you gave some good sprays. You've seen... Uh, you know, it is about respect. I couldn't agree more with you. But the game has changed. The days of um, the good old spray and the players responding, it's more gone to a softly, softly a lot of times. But I, I have seen Chris Fagan fire up at times. What's your view on the change yeah. there? Who, who said the game has changed? Um, I keep hearing this. I keep hearing people talk about the modern game. And when yep. did that change? Last week or last month or last year or three yeah. years ago? Yeah. The most oh. important principle in football is to win the ball and everything else stems from that. Yeah. If you're uh, if it's too hot in the kitchen, um, get to the bathroom or, or <laughs> another outback. Um, uh, it's, it's probably one of the toughest games you can play. And it's, uh, I don't know if this sensitive new age uh, coaching and uh, um, approaches worked. You yeah. know, uh, when I played under Barassi and that, and it's a long while ago, he, he was uh, um, brutal. You know, you know, he was really tough man, and he yeah. got results, and you respected him. Now they're getting players. The coaches look sideways at players. They solicit a letter on the coach's desk Monday morning. Yeah, um, yeah it's crazy. You know, it is crazy and sensitive new age approach. Uh, I think's won too many premierships in my book. Yeah. Yep. Are we going each way this weekend? Uh, I'll tell you one thing about the punt. Phil and his money is easily separated. And if you back my <laughs> the weekend, that's what will happen to your money. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dennis. All right, boys. Well, thanks for a good afternoon and uh, all the best.